0: episode 149 part one of geeksters i'm your
1: host ed i'm your host sean hi everybody welcome to the program welcome to the program um so uh we're gonna start off with uh well we're missing
0: a uh prime member of the uh
1: cast yes um <laughs> erica's out for the show um migraine I hope uh, she feels s- better comes back soon so ed and i are uh you know talking about stuff and things <laughs> you know like we usually do um, this week we start off with um saying goodbye to a old friend. Yes. Who passed away over the weekend, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Uh I think we send him off in a typical geeksters fashion. Yes. Uh we talk about everything under the sun. You know. I introduce hopefully uh, some new people to a movie <laughs> that he starred in. Uh, we we'll play the trailer. That you can see that trailer on our Facebook page, Kicksters Radio. Uh, ah. Go there and like it. <laughs> plug, plug, plug. Uh, then we talk about our week. Um, Ed is, doesn't want to really talk about much of it because his car is broken. <laughs> Was at least. Um, and Ed and I we deconstruct the movie, uh, "The Death of Superman Lives." What happened? Yes. Yeah, we talk about that, and then uh, the top five movies of the week. And I give my movie review of Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of it, really, folks. Yeah. I mean, sit back, relax, enjoy. You know, we'll see you at the end.
0: And welcome to Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I am your host, Sean. And now in stereo.
1: Woo!
2: Hello! already. Oh,
1: not even 30 seconds in and he's fucking annoying. <laughs> 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 welcome to my world. and and i think a new record for the first curse word yeah <laughs> all right. um all right so hi um as you says you can tell by the intro we are without erica she has a headache again yeah migraine yes hope she um, feel better i hope she comes back soon so let the shenanigans begin Waka, waka. uh so uh yeah um i guess we're going to start off the show by very rare once once in a while we do this um we lost somebody this weekend. We did? Yeah, we did. Can we find him? No. Oh. I mean you probably could if you looked really hard enough, but uh he is in the big squared circle in the sky. Ed.
0: Oh yes. Yes. Uh, no. The
1: great Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yes. Um I don't know really what to say. I mean I, I mean I wanted to at least acknowledge him on the show. Yeah. Because as a kid growing up, he was my idol. <laughs> and you're like he was your he, he right idol out he, of all of them? Out of all the wrestlers, I was not a Hulkamaniac. Yeah. I didn't obviously look at me. I obviously didn't take my my vitamins or say my prayers. You know? <laughs> I never walked around with my shirt off going, I'm a real American. No, I was never that type. I was definitely the Piper's Pit villain kind of guy. Okay. Even as a young age, I was like, I like that guy. He says his mind. He likes to start shit up and he's able to back it up. Somebody I can admire. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, uh, I got to see him live, wrestle live, a couple times actually mm-hmm. as a kid because back in back in the day before the WWE Network, before Raw or SmackDown, it was Saturday night. There was like the Saturday night, yeah, night event, yeah, and then there was also like the Saturday afternoon, like right after cartoons. You'd be kind of the Channel Twenty Nine, which was you know now here it's Fox, yeah, and you would get for like an hour of wrestling, yeah, and it was the it was you know the '80s, so like and you know I got to see. Um, all the obviously all that as a kid. But every once in a while, I mean, as always, they go on tour. They mm. take their they take their road show out on around, you know, so and was never really televised. I was like, hey, WWF is coming in your town soon. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday or Yeah. It might have been like a Saturday night. No. Um, and we got to see I think the very first match I saw Piper fight in, it was um Piper and Hogan versus I want to say um, Macho Man and no, no, okay, the four. I don't know. See, the thing is, as a kid, these are the four people I remember. Who were bad? Who were good? I can't remember at this point because it always flip flopped. Hogan, who was always a good guy. Yeah, I think Macho Man, um, Piper, and I want to say um, Lex, not Lex Luther, not Lex Luther Luger, uh, the narcissist. I forget who. The
0: Million know. Dollar Man 10 S E?
1: No, I saw him too, but yeah. he wasn't. It was a four-way match, but it was a tag team match between Piper and and it was uh, The Narcissist. And I think it was Macho Man and Hogan. Yeah. But I got to see them, you know, fight in the seats because it was The Spectrum. Yeah. So, you know, and for those people who don't know what The Spectrum is, the last 10 minutes of Rocky. You know, they, <laughs> and then in Rocky 2 where they had those big fights, That's, that was The, the spectrum, spectrum, right. Um, so I remember seeing as a kid, I'm going, yeah, you know, I'm there,
2: Piper, woo!
1: (laughs) Had my little Hot Rod t-shirt, you know, I was like, yeah, never wore kilt, obviously, but, you know, (laughs) yeah. but I was like, yeah, Piper, woo! And then I remember when he made the transition into movies, and he made more than one. Yes. And uh, starring role, too, like, obviously, everyone could talk about They Live. Yeah. Which I was very fortunate enough to actually meet him face-to-face and have some, you know, FaceTime with him. Yeah, we talked about that on that that show, one of our past episodes of Geeksters, yes. where I talk about the Monster ManiaCon, where I got his autograph, how he was late. Um, David Keith, yeah, David Keith, not Keith, no, Keith David, <laughs> <laughs> Keith David David <laughs> Keith. I always get those two mixed up. And Meg Foster, I got all three in the same my They live copy my copy of my Blu-ray. They live. Yeah, which to this day I swear, still one of the best fights ever in movie in cinema history. Okay. Have. Fisticuffs, cuffs man, Piper, and Keith David, David Keith, you know, <laughs> going at it, still the best fight scene of all time, and, you know, better than Rocky's, because Rocky's all, you know, you got, you got Piper, you know, you know, you just had to take a punch,
2: yeah. like, you know.
1: <laughs> um, so, I was like, yeah, but one of my, all their favorite movies, and I would love to get my hands on a copy, it is so hard to find, this is like the holy grail of movies, it was a movie called Hell Comes to Frogtown. Okay. It was a B- B-rated movie, obviously. Right. And when I worked in the video industry as a video distributor, mm-hmm. it was impossible to get it on VHS. Okay. So I can only imagine that a DVD or a God, you know, God, the good Lord willing, from my mouth to God's ears, that <laughs> Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> it is a post-apocalyptic route. Yeah. Of Piper plays a guy named Hell. Uh-huh. And he comes to Frogtown. <laughs> well, actually. the, the title. St- the story is actually, believe it or not, um, you ever hear the comic book, Why the Last Man? I've heard of it, yes. Okay, I swear that this guy was a fan of Hell Comes to Frogtown because the plot of the movie is he is, Piper is the last fertile man on earth. <laughs> and he has to go from town to town to imp- help repopulate the species of... Now, you may think, oh, my God, it's softcore porn. Yeah. It's not at all like that. Yeah. It's more of an action-adventure sci-fi kind of thing. But the plot is he has to go from town to town and impregnate women. Yeah. But so now he's kind of, like, revered. Not really revered as a guy, but it's like, oh he's coming. You know, like, woohoo, You know? Yeah. Like, he's like the savior of the people. Yeah. And he comes through town, knocks up a couple chicks. You know, and he, gets, he has sex with all the women in, in the place because a lot of the men are in, are infertile. Yeah. Or they're not, they're gone. Like most men are just disappeared from the earth. Okay. Because the wars, ra- you know, ravages, ravages by war and things like uh-huh. that. And then there's mutants, hence the town, hence, hence the frog town kind of part. Yeah. But it was, I remember watching, I remember, it was the Holy Grail and when we've got whenever we got a copy in in the video distributor, it sold, because it was like, a, we we sold new and used videos yeah. and the only way you could find this was a used video. Yeah. And it literally, when it came in, it was like we would have to have a drawing to who could who uh, who, who who could not really who could have it for one of their customers because it was on all our customers' lists. Yeah, and usually it's like oh well we got like you know twenty Batman's we can cover all our customers. But whenever hell comes to Frogtown came in, it was like we had to have a lottery of like who would you know because only one person could get it. Yeah, and I remember before we you know like I remember I remember winning the lottery. And I was like, I got it, and I called my you know, my favorite customer and asked her you know, if they wanted to buy it. They're like, yes. And I'm like, okay, well, can you do? Can I send this out tomorrow? Because I need to see this movie. Yeah. And they're like, sure, go ahead. Like because you know they were just happy that I got one yeah. a copy for them. So I go home and I watch it, and this was, I would say, early '90s when I saw it. Okay. So it what I I remember seeing it. I remember loving it because it was so kooky. It would be like the Sharknado of their time, kind of thing. <laughs> Because it was campy and the special effects were like, yeah, but just the idea of Piper is the guy who's got to repopulate this species. I always thought it was funny. I'm like, that's my hero. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so like one day I'm to be walking the Earth, like, hey ladies, I need a man. I'm your guy. <laughs> I've been stocking my semen in freezers for decades now. Ever since I saw that movie, hoping that one day I'll be called upon, Ed. <laughs> John Seaman Factory <laughs> uh, <laughs> You pull up to my place and there's a little talkie box in the shape of a sperm. Oh, can I help you? <laughs> uh yes, I have like a, a couple of pints of uh of the your special. Okay, squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. come right up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> they pop the window. They see you in the bracket. Ugh, uh-huh. there you go. Coming right up. <laughs> wink, wink.
1: <laughs> fresh out of the oven. Hmm, <laughs> I love that new smell. That semen's fresh. <laughs> Remember, don't swallow. <laughs> Here's your free turkey baster. <laughs> uh, so, uh. Yeah, so we lost him this weekend. Yeah, yeah it's just, sixty-one is a pretty young age.
0: Yeah, I mean that was it was kind of shocking to hear that. I mean, especially when you, you hear about an icon like that, who you know, you know, and and, and admire. I mean, I admired him as a, as a wrestler and as a film actor. You know, he was just he was just one of those people. It's like really, Roddy, Roddy Piper, like I, I you know, know you, you kind of, you, and then you go, the man could pull it off. Like, uh huh, he has it. Like, he he can definitely <sighs> do it. And it's was. You, you just don't think about it too often and, and and then you hear something like that you're like just shocked because it's like it's way before his time like i don't i think he had a lot more he could have done you know in in his career that that would have been amazing you know just 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 just, just have him gone it's just it's it it just shocked me it was just like i couldn't believe it when i saw it and i posted it right away on our facebook page geeksters radio and and I, you know, you, you posted it like soon after. Well, that's
1: I, I was at work. It seems to be okay. I'm gonna be honest. I don't. I'm starting not like my job because twice I've been at work when two people who have I've been greatly influenced as my childhood, Robin Williams and now Piper, have both passed away while I was at work. I'm <laughs> like, I don't think I should have a job anymore. That way, everyone could live for as long as I want.
2: <laughs> that's ridiculous.
1: I know. Well, you yeah. know. I mean, it's because you know, I'm working. I it's because uh, I'm working. That's gonna be my. That's gonna be my, <laughs> that's gonna be my. That's gonna be my excuse. Who else do you admire? Um, I'm no, no. I'm telling you, when Harrison Ford goes, when Sean Connery goes, I'm I'm gonna have a one man riot. You're gonna see me out there trying to flip cars. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, my back! Like, oh, can, can I get a little help here? Because <laughs> you know, it's just a matter of time. And there's, I'm sure, that you know, other people, other. It's a sad moment when you start realizing you've gotten to the age where your heroes are start to go. Yeah, and you know, like okay, Robin Williams was in his sixties. Unfortunately, was a suicide. Piper's was a cardiac arrest. Mm. You know, and people can go, well, you know, I don't, th- I know he was, he was kind of a, a partier a little bit still because I remember one of the reasons why he was late at the MonsterCon was because the night before he was partying a little too hard. Yeah, I'm like all right, you know what, whatever. I don't know if it was drugs, probably most likely alcohol. Yeah, but either way, even his life though the. Putting his body through, you well, know, I'm just
0: saying, his his body must have been a wreck. I have to be honest, oh, yeah, you know, something like that. And I'm, you know, when you say drugs, it's not like he was smoking pot or he was doing cocaine or you know, right, he was smoking hash or whatever. It, He's taking pain pills to get through yeah. the day. I mean, that's the I, the thing because those wrestlers with in the early 80s to to wow us as an oh, audience, yeah. they had to do things that were just unbelievable like painful i mean you know and everybody's like oh it's an act i'm like yeah it's an act to a point i mean there is they are throwing each other it's not like you know throw throw your friends around and see how long they
1: last you know it's like for me it was always like okay yeah as a kid you want to believe it's like it's still real to me damn it you know but as you get older yeah you can't okay they kind of pull the curtain back you get to see the wizard and you gotta go okay it's all staged but the idea is that these guys are still it's like a just two physical hours. stunts. It's yeah, they are stuntmen doing this job if live in front of an audience where well, I've seen Triple H tear his, you know, his um ACL. Yeah. Like live on TV and him still muscling through to get the match done. Yeah. These guys are warriors and they they just put their he- their bodies through hell. Yeah. All for that paycheck and for that entertainment, that glory, I guess, you know. Yeah. So like it was just it's one of those things. Where just like son of a bitch, like it's like the old Ro- Roman gladiators fighting yes. for
0: our entertainment. Yes. And Are it's, you it's, not
1: entertained?
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And that and that's the way. And that and it's still that way with wrestling. I mean, that's the way it is. I mean, you guys, when um, I'm me included, I'm not saying <laughs> you, you guys, guys, but when you go out to a wrestling match and you're watching these two men in a in a squared circle fight it out, whether it's fake or not, they're physically hurting each other, whether yeah. it's a tension or not. They could make a mistake. They could flip wrong. They could, you know, land wrong, and that's it. Like, they, and they, it's not like, oh, 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 oh," like, stop, stop the match. Like, yeah. You know, like, like, time out. Time out. Yeah. They're going to keep going until that is over. Yeah. And then, and then, and then go into the hospital. Look
1: at Mick Foley, him getting, um, what do you call it? um, Falling through the cage, the cage match with him and Undertaker, which is now a historic match where he falls through the cage. Not, it was not expected. It happened. He loses his front teeth. He put this, you know, the whole – he bit his bottom lip so hard that he was able to put his tongue through it. Yeah. Which is where you see all this like, – he physically – his body is a – have you ever seen him walk? He walks like a 150-year-old man. Yeah. You know, because of all the stuff that he's done. It, all for just that, that adrenaline, yeah. that uh, entertainment that got to be – You know, I got to
0: – And I, that's the thing. It's That's like a weekend that they have to do, and then they have to do it another weekend. They have and, to go – to the next city and do the whole thing over again. I was
1: watching something. I forget what it was. It was probably like, because every once in a while, I'll get like a lot of them. I I like the behind the scenes stuff. Like the mm-hmm. stories like, hey, this is the story of The Rock, you know. I forget who it was. Um, I think it was a movie. I think it was like The Legends of Wrestling or something. They travel almost 300 days out of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, where they, you know, it's from city to the city. Like they're, they're a, it's, it's basically like the circus. Yeah. Where they're never home, you know, but they get home very limited time to, to go back home. Mm-hmm. But it's a series of hotels traveling. So, like, it's no wonder that, you know, relationships happen across, you know, over time between wrestlers or animosity happens. But, man, it's just, it's like, these guys do it every day, every weekend. Yep. You know, if they're not in the gym, they're working out. Uh, you are working out the, what they're going to do with their, you know, who their match is going to be with. right. Because it's never a big surprise, like... Ed and I are having a match right now! Whoa! No, we knew like a month ahead of time, we've been practicing what we we're going to do. Right, like,
2: yeah.
1: right now, someone's going,
2: no, they don't! <laughs> I'm like, yeah.
1: They yeah, do. they do. Like, sorry. it's yeah. like, Guess what? Santa Claus too is kind of not real either.
2: <gasps> <gasps> Blasphemy!
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, hearing... Any, okay, I pulled up his IMDB page. Mm-hmm. And, okay, you have all the, like... I, I can go back to... All the WCW stuff, the WWF, the... I mean, let's face it, if it wasn't for him and Hogan, whole, WrestleMania would have been nothing. Yeah. Because they were in WrestleMania... They were the main event for WrestleMania 1 with Mr. T. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and uh, all that Jeez. kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, he has... Like, I'm looking at it. He's got 123 acting credits. Wow. I am mean, a lot of it is is wrestling. Yeah. But, I mean, um, he's been in... I'm looking down here. Like, okay, he's still... As of this date, there's Enter the Fist, The Legacy of the Dragon. He plays Willie. That's in pre-production. Yeah. So apparently, he's not going to be in that, or maybe they've already gotten some scenes with him. Um, Portal to Hell. It's a short. It's in post-production. Betting on Baker. He plays Mister Jablonski. Post-production. Uh, Tales of the Wicked Unseen. It, he was just announced as Phil Grimm. Yeah. Uh, the Green Fairy. He was in. Uh, he was in a, a production of Medusa. Gorilla, the Mass Saint, like he's been, like
0: he's working. Yeah, he's, he's still he was still working up until he passed up until away. That, yeah. yeah,
1: he was just in uh, WrestleMania Thirty, and they have it. And there's a TV movie, which I think is funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, Body Slam. He was in Dino. He's been. A, he played. A, um, in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. in A couple episodes. Yeah. he was. Uh, what do you call it? The Maniac. And he was also Roddy Roddy Piper in Saints Row 4. You know, he played himself, and I'll never forget that because you, it's a side mission where Keith David, David Keith, he's your vice president, and there's, like, a side mission, and you actually get to reenact that fight from They Live in Saints Row. It's awesome, by the way.
0: It's great.
1: Um, Yeah, so, I mean, it's a shame. Yeah,
0: it's a, yeah. it's. it's He was
1: also the voice in uh, Green Lantern, Emerald Knights. How oh, was he? Yeah, he was Bullfugunga. Okay. Uh, whatever.
0: I think he's the trainer for Hal uh, uh, Jordan.
1: Okay. Here's a video short of Rowdy Ray Piper Fights Childhood Obesity. I wonder what that one's about. <laughs> I, 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 like, I what that's about. <laughs> well, I mean, well, okay, see, in my head, I'm going, <laughs> is he beating the shit out of a fat kid? Or is, like... Childhood obesity is like this six hundred pound behemoth of a monster that you know Piper goes into the ring with, and, you know, <laughs> you know him coming in with his hot rod T shirt, bunch of coconuts <laughs> to smash him in the head. Oh, oh my uh... God! Piper Pins obesity. Whoa! One, two, three. Piper bends childhood obesity. Yeah! Uh, uh, chubby kids around the world rejoice. <laughs> 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 oh boy. The mythical adventures of Billy Owens. He was it was a video. He played William Thurgood. I'm just and this was like that was back in two thousand and eight. But I mean, it is a guy who's pretty much worked outside of wrestling a lot more than people give him credit for. Yeah. They were saying he was in uh the Robocop TV series. Yeah. He was faked the commi- fake thief commissioner cash. <laughs> Whatever that meant. <laughs> I'm trying to see when was he was in Walk, Walk, Walker, 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 Texas Ranger. Yeah. Uh, he was in the Outer Limits in the 1999 episode. Yeah. I mean,
0: yeah, his career. I mean,
1: there's a lot of things that you've probably seen him in, and it's just like,
0: holy crap. Like, he was in that. Oh, yeah. You know, and then it's just, it's one of those actors that just. You know, I mean, and he was more than an actor. That's that's the whole thing. I mean, he was, he was a, a complete package Ooh, kind of foremost person. You know? I can,
1: oh my God, Ed. Yeah. I, I here's the, f- hell comes to Frogtown. I can watch the trailer. It's on Amazon. I can rent it in HD for five bucks. I'm going to play the trailer so you guys can get an idea. Uh, oh, Microsoft Silverlight. Oh, come on, you douchebags. All right. Doesn't work. You you, you tell your story. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, Monty Riley Piper was one of those kind of, you know, I remember as a kid, you know, when watching WrestleMania on Saturday, the Saturday night event, and then, uh, you know, when they they did the cartoon. I mean, they did that animated cartoon. He did the voice from himself, obviously, and you watched it. I mean, you know, you saw the good guys and the bad guys, and it was like that glorious time where it was it was great because, you know, you just WrestleMania back then, you know, like in the late 70s, early late like 60s, 70s, it was territories there was in New York yeah. there was like Florida, you know
1: Philly was the place to be,
0: yeah, you know, and it was all these different areas, and it was because of um I can't think of his name now the guy who was who was president of the v- man he bought television rights and he would he would go around the country and buy basically buy their contracts to say, hey, you yeah. gonna you're going to fight with me. Hogan was in Florida. I don't know where Piper came from. To be honest, with you. yeah, it, 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 uh, I know UCW,
1: so it might have been Philadelphia.
0: And and he and he, you know, yeah, and he and he just he just bought him in. And these were these were guys that he knew were going to be matches that were going to. It was Massachusetts, anyway. Well, anyway, yeah, yeah sorry. The the it was one of those type of things where you know he, they he he brought WrestleMania to the forefront. Yeah, and made it you know that Saturday night event, and then and then like on Saturday afternoons you would watch the repeat basically if I think of a previous week or something like that. And it was one. Of, and you, when you were a kid, you were mesmerized. I remember wrestling with my brother. You know, yeah. like you know, I would be like, I would jump off the couch and like Jimmy Superfly Snooker and like do an elbow to his head. You know, <laughs> the
1: old the the whole thing with the fingers. Yes, like, yes, you jump off something. <laughs> Woo! You can't yeah,
0: break something. You yeah, then I mean, you got to quick hide it or, or <laughs> yeah. put it back together before your parents got home. You know, like, I don't know what happened. I tripped. <laughs> <laughs> it just fell.
1: <laughs> How do you break a four-post bed? <laughs> <laughs> ah, Jimmy Snooker. <laughs> I, I was dropping. I was pretending I was Hulk Hogan. I dropped the leg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so
0: you would do those character moves, and it was, it was, it was. You were, you were. It was imitatable. I mean, it was dangerous, but it was imitatable. Yeah. Back in the 70s, no one cared. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Just push it off, Ken. Walk it off. Walk it off. Rub some dirt on it.
1: <laughs> You'll be good. All right. I found the trailer. Okay. All right. Ready? Let's see. And Push that button. Push this button.
0: Bit of silence.
2: No. There you go. There you in go. the future. After the big war. There will come a time to rebuild and a need for a new and special kind of soldier. This man is carrying a loaded weapon. Prepare to meet the next great American hero. That's where you come in. Are you serious? His name is... Hell. Sam Hell. Never heard of you. We're going to Frogtown. And this is the adventure he's been waiting for gonna get him out and then you're gonna get him pregnant and if anyone's got a chance in hell of rescuing the virgins from the evil clutches of toady it's a miracle right let's go and escaping from frog town it's sam shit. holy shit be there for the action <laughs> the Avengers. Oh, Sam, what are you doing? And be there for the dance of the free snakes. Dance or die. We're all gonna die. When hell comes to Frogtown Starring Rowdy Roddy Piper as Sam. off. You are one weird dude. Sandal Bergman as Nurse Spangle. <laughs> Wired to blow. Hell <laughs> comes to Frog Town. Eat live, froggies!
0: Is <laughs> 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 that where he had to wear that thing, and it would they would have this remote thing? Or he
1: that- had the guy, like almost like a um, uh, what do you call it? I'm gonna say uh, a what? chastity belt. Yes, yeah. Kind of like a chastity belt that was alarmed. Because he was a commodity, yeah. So he had to kind of like boop, 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 unlock it in order to have sex with women. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah.
0: I, I actually remember that movie now.
1: Uh, see, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm I've gonna, seen it. <laughs> I'm going to post the trailer <laughs> on our Facebook page but now. Now that I'm looking, I go. I see on YouTube, like, hey, you can watch the whole movie. I'm going. Oh, I gotta find a way to transfer that. <laughs> 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 oh
0: man, <laughs> what a! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just a shame to see him go on, though. That's the thing. It just... It, it breaks your heart, almost.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's like... Ugh. and it's, Like I said, so young. At least I'm glad I got to at least meet him. Mm-hmm. I, very rarely do you get a chance to meet your heroes, and then, you know, you kind of hope that they don't turn out to be assholes. Yeah. You know, and it was one of those things, like, yeah, he was late, and it was, like, sucky. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I, it was uh, definitely, like, a moment... He, he will be missed yes that's way I can put it now now I'm really like screw the show I'm watching Hell Comes to Frogtown right now come on Ed join us for the next 85 minutes where you just hear the audio of Hell Comes to Frogtown While Ed and I watch it <laughs> <laughs> it'll be a new medium in podcasting we just play movies for like idiot, <laughs> and I are just like you get popcorn <laughs> Just chit chat. So yeah, Like laughing. You go. What are they watching? How comes a frog town? Quick! <laughs> <laughs> like not stream the movie. Just audio. Like
2: <laughs> la 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 la.
1: Just hear a lot of squeaking. You know, going. <coughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> um, oh, push pause like a pig.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <You go>, Riveting. <laughs> <laughs> a new level of podcasting. Audio books, but not. <laughs> we can do descriptive videos. <laughs> and there's Piper taking a swing. Oh, and, I go, and the frog goes down. <laughs> Here he is. Then the the Sandra Burnt. Uh, and I'm gonna say Sandra Burner, but it's not. But it was the girl from Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. You know the original. Uh,
0: yeah, I can't think of her name either. Yeah,
1: but I'm like, how great would that be? There she is. She's the, oh, she takes a oh, she takes a punch. Look oh, at the shotgun. Oh, blew a blue hole right through. him. <laughs> Hello comes I'm brought to you by Geeksters. <laughs> Maybe really be called a boob tube. <laughs> <laughs> ah, look at Frogtown. It's full of frogs. <laughs> that piper, he's going somewhere. <laughs> <sighs> so uh other than that, um my week was uneventful. Okay. You know, uh I want I did go to the movies, but we'll talk about that when we do the top five. Okay. Uh, you and I did, um, I did come over to bring over the Death of Superman Lives. What happened? <laughs> yes. Uh, do you want to talk about that now, or do you want to talk about that later?
0: We can talk about it now. Well, can we? Yeah. All right. Um,
1: okay, what did you think of it?
0: I I found it interesting, very interesting, because the reason why is it really gave you a delve into how movies are made. like how things happen in the movie industry. It's not just somebody writes a script, you know, uh, like Warner brothers, it goes, okay, it's a great movie. Go ahead and, and make the film. And they get actors and they sign them on and they, you know, give them the script and they do a read through. And then a production team comes up with all the, you know, monsters or whatever, depending if it's probably an you know, action flick or whatever. They, so they give you all that kind of insight of what actually really happens when it comes down to it, finding like directors and, and different people who's in charge and that you know yeah, you're know saying like it, it-, it
1: is definitely a good um behind the scenes look of how a movie a post production in a movie yes especially a movie that could potentially be a blockbuster yeah because I'll be honest I enjoyed it too but the idea of the title is like okay the death of superman lives what happened they answer that question with like it's like an hour and 45 minutes yeah last 10 minutes they tell you it's like <laughs> the first hour and 40 minutes is like yeah, this is what we would have seen. Yeah. It's like we this was our ideas and this is what was going to
0: happen. This is how this is how this person got involved or yeah. that person got involved. And then and- you
1: get to see like everyone tell their version of the story yeah. or like you know and with some like nice animatics yeah. and some nice drawings, but it's going to be like, you know, look, if we made this movie, this is what you would have seen. And the stuff that you've seen online, like the little uh, chess piece that's all lit up and stuff, that was only going to be in the movie, like, f- like five minutes. That wasn't going to be the whole movie. Yeah. And then the move, the the, the picture, the still picture of, you know, uh, Nick Cage with the long hair kind of look like he's half high with the yeah. Superman, yeah. you know, that was that was more test footage. It wasn't, that wasn't even the final product of the suit. Yeah. That was a moment in time where, like, when you watch any behind-the-scenes stuff of movies, when they go through costume design, Yes. they just record it because they need to see how it's going to film and stuff like that. So when you got to see the what it would have looked like in the fi- the final version, I thought it looked pretty good. Yeah, uh, but again, last ten minutes of the movie is like, so what happened? This is what happened. Yeah, <laughs> like, and, then, and you're going, oh, all right. Like, I expected like more of like, okay, well, here's what happened. This with could the movie. have been on YouTube for ten minutes. Yeah, and that would have been it, it. It could have. Like, ten minutes have been like, ah, ah, it's like, what happened? Well, yeah, and. and, and Ironically enough, it it seems to be what happens all the time in movies. Yes. I kind of think, though, that this movie does, historically, I think, has a place. Because I do think this is where major companies started worrying about box office grosses the initial weekend. Mm-hmm. Because Warner Brothers pulled the plug because they had a series of bombs. I'm spoiling the ending. Spoiler alert. Yeah. They they pulled it because they had a string of bombs. Like, here's 150 million. It was like, we can do anything. What? talking moose here here's some money yeah like just make it make it make it and when they go oh we only made like uh you know out of that 150 million dollars we only made 70 Two million, million? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like wow yeah so when you have the idea of like hey we're gonna here's like you know because i think the budget for a superman lives would have been like 150 million dollars up there yeah, up there yeah and right away they're going you know it's the we want something new we want something different it's going to cost how much yeah, maybe we don't need it that bad. <laughs> Instead, we're going to go this way with yeah. it, and you're like, ah, oh. you know. And I got to I gotta be honest; I still would like to see it be made. <laughs> I do, I do. This, I mean, it's not part of it is more morbid curiosity, yeah. But I also like, like I think nowadays with the with the how DC animated films are so well, mm-hmm. I think if they take the, the finalized script and they have all the visual aspects down. Of what it was going to look like, make an animated feature out of it. Yeah. You know, and, and I personally, because when they talked about the cast, they actually had, you know, uh, Christopher Walken play Brainiac, or yeah. that's what the idea was. Uh, Kevin Spacey was going to play Lex Luthor, which, ironically enough, he did in, in Superman Returns. Yeah. Superman yes. Returns. Uh, Nicolas Cage, you know, like, hi, I'm from Krypton, but I'm more like an Earthling protector. <laughs> you no, know, like, uh, I would have liked to have seen that. I mean he probably wouldn't have done it now but I mean like <laughs> back then I even I'm I'm,
2: Kal-El. I'm here to protect you up up and away <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> the man flies it's
2: crazy <laughs> a brainiac <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh,
1: yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I like I said, I liked it, but now, now I have to go through the eight plus hours of bonus features. Yeah, yeah. You know? There's
0: all the, I mean, because they, they cut it up basically. There's all these interviews that this gentleman did, Shep? Shep Shrep, Yeah, I'm not even gonna pronounce this. I think it's Jason Shrep, and he just cut it up into various things to make this 85 minute documentary
1: 144 uh, 144 minutes it's not 144 minutes. it's an one hour and 44 minutes and one hour and 44 minutes yeah, yeah. i think but so you're 100, like, you're like, 104
0: minute documentary <laughs> of uh of this of this movie and i mean you say there there were aspects of it just you i found so fascinating like the whole costume design i mean the first costume they put together he couldn't move you couldn't yeah. move in it like they they had a hard time getting it off the the person that was modeling it just yeah. to you know, try it see if it worked and I thought that was great. And then they came up with this whole like, um, I, I can't even explain. It was these plastic pieces they put together and made like muscles out of it. And they were put LED lights that lit up, that illuminated. And I thought yeah. that was like pretty awesome. And, like this would have been an interesting, you know. And this was only like a small part of the movie. It's not yeah. like this costume would have been the whole movie. Yeah. You know that was that was the thing. I mean, but they spent hours and hours doing this, and there was all these different little special effects companies that came in and did different aspects of the movie so it wasn't just like you would get one company and they would do all the all right. the models all the creatures all the you know designs and all it was different people that did. that's how they made movies
1: back then i yeah. mean they'd probably do it now more so i think that that movie kind of helped give you an idea of i would say that this definitely is like almost a good behind the scenes on how how movies made, like the, how the breaking up or how things are made now like the things that
0: and the thing is, they keep they keep a lot of companies in the dark. I mean, like when they were saying to companies when they would put out, like this is what I want you to do, they didn't really know what it was for. Yeah, you know, they didn't. You know, it wasn't until like towards the end when they were finishing it, they would tell them that this is for Superman yeah, like, Lives. That's you know? great.
1: What do you, we want more? What, what are we doing? Uh, oh yeah, by the way, it's for Superman Lives. What? Yeah. <laughs> like oh
0: okay. So they they would test each company out by like giving them a task to go do yeah. this daunting task and see what you come up with. And if we like it, we'll yeah, yeah. give you more, you know, and that's, that was interesting to me, to me as well. I mean, like this documentary was just fascinating. I mean, I would still love the whole Kevin Smith take and the whole right. thing, You know, and of course, <clears throat> John Peters, who's produced a lot of movies, a lot of movies. Yes. <laughs>
1: like, okay. Well, you... he
0: is a nutball. I mean, <laughs> he's got the biggest balls in Hollywood. I have to say, I mean, if not, he's pretty close. If, uh, but he's one of those type of people that he really gave you the the beginning of it. I mean, he was he was one of those type of people that gave you the rundown. I mean, like at the time, he bought the rights for Superman. Like you know, Warner Brothers thought they owned it, and then he just kind of did a deal where they he you know he talked to DC and basically bought the movie rights to make this movie.
1: Okay, anybody? Okay, I pull up his IMDb account. Yeah. He has made a production... In, as a producer, he has 49 credits as produced. Again, yeah. All right? Um, he uh, ba- started back in... Now, anybody who's listened to who's fans of Kevin Smith has... Kevin Smith's told his Superman Live story over and over yeah. and over again. Um, John Peters used to be Barbara Streisand's hairdresser. Yes. And then one day, she, he got to be a producer of her movie, A Star Is Born, back in nineteen seventy-six. So then that's where he started more. Here's some of the movies that he's been... Um, a producer of. All right. Caddyshack. Okay. American Werewolf in London. Wow. Flashdance. Okay. DC Cab, which I liked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Vision Quest. All right. Uh, the Legend of Billy Jean. Of Jean okay. Uh, let's see. Clue. He was the executive producer. Wow. Okay. Executive producer of The Color Purple. Okay. Uh, executive producer of Head Office. Wow. Uh, Young Blood. Wow. One of my favorite hockey movies of all time. Yeah. Uh, the Witches of Eastwick. Okay. Wow. Uh, Who's That Girl? Wow. Uh, Caddyshack too. You know, everyone's, <laughs> <laughs> every once in a while, you get a goose, uh, a goose egg in there. Yeah. Gorillas in the Mist. Rain Man. Wow. Uh, Batman, the first Batman. Yeah. Uh, Tango and Cash. Mm-hmm. Batman Returns. Money Train. Rosewood. And then it's where it starts getting in the dark period. <laughs> Wild, Wild West. <laughs> Superman Returns.
2: Uh-huh. Man of Steel. Wow.
1: Now, obviously, he's not the executive producer or the producer of Batman v. Superman, which is probably one of the reasons why it might be the better of the movies. <laughs> uh, and Africa, which he just announced he's the producer of. I don't know what... I don't, uh, maybe it's about the band. <laughs> maybe it's about the song. It's the song. Toto. Toto, right. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, yeah, like he has like these big hits, but... I think it's because he's that guy that goes in and goes like, no, this movie needs to be made. I don't care what it takes. needs to start. like, he's the mouthpiece that like, sometimes you need that guy.
2: Yeah.
1: But he also, during that time seems to be the kind of guy that would go, well, you know what? I got the money for it. So now I want to see this. Yeah. And you're going, but that's not my vision. I don't care. It's my vision. I'm giving you the money. Right. You know, I want flying skulls, (laughs) but, but uh, you know, again, like, like how Kevin Smith puts it. Um, we need to have uh, Superman fight like, you know, Brainiac fight like uh, something when he gets to the Fortress of Solitude. <laughs> it's the Fortress of Solitude. There's no one there. <laughs> Get him to fight something. You know, like, you know, the polar bears are the most, you know, dangerous animals. <laughs> like, you're know, like. Uh, that was the thing. <laughs> like, that was
0: his shtick. Through the through the beginning of it was like because he's like he's like I have three rules to Kevin Smith when he was like approached him you know because first he's like I thought Kevin Smith was the great perfect choice for to write
1: this movie right you know blah, blah, oh blah. my God John Peters was talking about his ass a lot in this so film. He, so
0: so you know of course then they go to Kevin Smith and Kevin Smith goes yeah I had three rules he goes one is he couldn't fly <laughs> right and he's like all right and he says I don't want to see him in that suit you know why
1: his words it's too faggy <laughs> that's,
0: <laughs> like, that's what Kevin says. it's not my words it's his. And the third was, he's got to fight a giant spider in the third act. That was that was the three things that Kevin Smith had to do. So he was like, you know, of course, there was a bunch of other things, but that were the main three that he really wanted in this.
1: Now, cut to them going to John Peters because the guy's like, did you say these things? He's like, no, why would I ever say that? Yes. He got, he's he's like, got to be in the studio. He's, he's got to be in the studio. He's got to fly. It's Superman. You're going... You f- piece of shit. Yeah, one of you's lying and it ain't Kevin yeah, Smith. Yeah, <laughs> like, one of you's lying and I kind of would tend to believe Kevin Smith because when he said it, it was early in his career, he didn't care. Yeah. Like, he probably still doesn't care now. That's the reason why he was in this documentary, saying the exact same thing. Yeah. You know? And then it was the Thenerian snare beast, you know? Yeah. And, and I loved how John Peters... Kind of claimed that for his own. Yeah. But yet you can clearly see that it was Kevin who who created that creature. Not created, well, created the name for that creature. Yeah, because they Be- want to call it a spider. Right, you know? because, and if you are any comic book geeks, there's it's kind of a reference to Hawkman. Yeah. So, like, you're like a, a comic book person. Would, but then, you know, when they talk about, like, having this other guy come on board as as the uh, writer, they ask John Peters about the script. And he's like, no, I just didn't think, you know, like, it was... Kevin's not a good writer.
0: Kevin Smith just blew a lot of smoke and, the, you know, a lot of smoke and mirrors and it just didn't yeah. pan out. I, he wasn't the right choice. He wasn't the obvious yeah. right choice so I thought he was or, you know, I, you know, it was a mistake. And I was just like, I thought he was probably the the one out of the three I, that would have been like, in yeah. the
1: In the late 90s when this movie was going to be made, yeah, he probably would have been one of the only choices. Even Kevin himself in the interviews have said, why don't you get comic book guys? Like, you look at it, what's also interesting is how comic book movies were treated in the 90s versus how they are treated today. Like, now it's people who love the source material, who are coming from a comic book world, who grew up reading the comics. The one guy, the second writer who's written, helped write um, some stuff for Tim Burton, was like, "Uh, Yeah, I read Kevin Smith, but I just couldn't understand it because I don't know much about the Superman mythos or the storyline. It was very, like, fanboyish. And and you're going, What the fuck's wrong with that?
2: Like, like,
1: he had... Apparently, because they wanted to do like kind of an adaptation of the whole Death of Superman thing, so he had Doomsday, he had the Eradicator suit, he had the the ter- the Terminator su- Superman, yeah. Like he had all those elements, and the guy's like, "Yeah, I don't get this because I don't read Superman." And you're like,
2: "Get off the job!" <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. like, <laughs> <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> so it was just it's just it was very funny and very like it was eye opening to see how. Again, I'm going to focus, keep going back to how honest approach of how movies are done. Yeah, At least comic book movies back in the '90s and how they are today. Right, because I mean,
0: I, I think like comic book writers should be making movies because they're that's all they're doing is creating stories. Yeah, they, that's that's the thing. I mean, like you're reading an issue; it's a story. It's like getting a getting like a War and Peace, or you know, not War and Peace. It's a, you know right. a, 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 a novel, like a classic novel that you would read, and it's a story. It's like imagine drawing pictures to it, you know, like, you yeah. know, like Huck Finn. Like, drawing Im- Huck Finn. Imagine and, and,
1: and, if Charles Dickens wrote A Christmas Carol and then wrote the movie script for it. Yeah. You know, he... Yeah, it would
0: be the obvious choice. It's like, well, he wrote the wrote the right. book, why not write the, the movie? I mean, I credit, like, some people can't...
1: Right, some people can't, like, like um, the there's certain people who can't, don't have the mechanics to do, I can write a novel, but I don't know how to approach it in the breakdown of... Person A says this. Person B says this. You know, it's. The, you, but that's the thing. The like comic people they make the visuals, right? Like, and, th- and not only that, I think that they would have the ability. Like, for example, it's you know, you have seventy five years of Batman, yeah. right? If you take a guy who's been writing Batman for a couple years, who kind of already knows the history about Batman, yeah. he could find a way to produ- to create a two and a half hour visual graphic novel, yeah, to do a storyline. Looks I still think that. Personally, they should either do it animated or live action. Batman's The Long Halloween, because I find that story compelling. And and to me, that's definitely – that's up there with, for me, next to The Dark Knight Returns, like as far as how good writing-wise it is. And you can get the visuals. Plus, I also like that whole tight purple Catwoman outfit that she has with. (laughs) with Personal preference. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so, I mean – I highly recommend it. I mean,
0: yeah, go go watch it. I mean, if you really want to know what happened and get like a better understanding of what the backstory for it was, it's worth worth a view because that hour and forty hour and forty five minutes or forty four minutes was was compelling. It really was. I mean, you you got to hear what each person said, so it's not like hearsay or you know conjecture or whatever. They actually interviewed each person, and they you know and they rebutted every question so if somebody was asked a question and they said you know they said so and so did this or didn't do this then they would go to that person and go you know did you you know you know and they would mostly well, get...
1: things to be john peter's like like it, it was crazy like out of all the people involved he's the only one that came across shady yeah like everyone else was like i didn't know anything about superman but i'm doing this movie like yeah and there was, like, it seemed to be, like, a lot of people... Honestly, what it really felt, like, a lot of people didn't like to work with John Peter, especially in those days, mm. because of how gruff and in-your-face he was as a producer, just kind of, like... Because he even, he even admitted himself at one point that, well, you know, I'm, I felt like I was directing a lot of this stuff, too. Like, well, yeah, you know, you're, you're not. You're the producer. So right. You get us the money to help us create this vision, but, you know, again... One of those things where you can kind of see the megalomaniac side of a producer. Well,
0: I mean, some of the stuff was just crazy that he did. I mean, like they would say, like he would come into the studio with an entourage, you know, with some kids, and he, he would say, "Oh yeah, with well, my had four four kids, four four children at the time, and I would take them with me, and they would sit there, and you know, they would hang up all the artwork that the the uh, production team was putting together, all the monsters and different things and they would go i like that or i didn't like that they didn't talk to the artists at all like what like inspired them to create it or an idea and that kind of thing it was just like the kids would do that and then he would base those decisions off of that
1: yeah exactly like i'm gonna have my like that's like me having my five and a half year old nephew come in and go i don't like that suit i like this one and it's like i didn't do that like yeah. you know yeah well because kids are honest yeah but just because they're honest does not mean they know better right it doesn't like, mean they have
0: a vision that they yeah. kind of feel like something that people want to say why do you like it because it's purple yeah
1: uh, okay well, that thing's gonna kill like a, a bunch of children i don't care it's purple i like it
0: and then apparently like john peters was taking jujitsu lessons at the time <laughs> <laughs> so he would come in and actually do like demonstrations on the you know,
1: artists yeah he'd to yeah. come in and throw people in headlocks
0: yes and th- and that really kind of freaked people out or just kinda like made people nervous to the point where they would almost like like
1: they they, they didn't want to work with them. Right. Like it was definitely like you had this feeling. And his response is, Well as a producer you gotta keep the energy up and it's like what? <laughs> you can go in and go, hey guys I got your donuts, here you go. Yeah. Like not like, hey Ed, great job that." man here
2: to give me your head
1: I'm ping out of the ground. Like Yeah I love the way you did that suit. Yeah I love that ass. You know so yeah, so I, I posted the link to the to their um webpage. Yeah. I would I personally would order if you can afford it, it's it wanna be in like a total of forty bucks. You know, it was like for uh yeah, thirty nine ninety nine. 99 plus nine plus ten dollars for shipping, so it wanna be in like forty bucks to get it, but it's a Blu ray. It comes with the movie, but also like eight plus hours of extra stuff. Like there's actually a featurette on it, a making of extended interviews with some of these people. Right. There was like, "Hey, John and Kevin talk comics for the afternoon." And yeah. You're like, "Oh boy, this should be fun!" Like, yeah. so I mean, yeah, it, it definitely for the, for the price tag, it definitely packs in a lot of content. You
0: know, yeah, it's worth it's worth the price of
1: it, worth of the that. price of admission. Wow. Ah, right. the next one I need to buy, and that we're gonna have to find is that "Doomed," um, the Roger Corman Fantastic Four documentary. Yes, I'm going to get my hands on one of that. You know, buy that so we can watch that. You know, Go. <laughs> you know anyway so how was the rest of your week
0: um I don't really want to get into it because it's been like a lot of (laughs)
1: Uh, I'll get into it Ed's been having a lot of car issues yes that's basically Ed's lost about 10 pounds just from walking (laughs) (laughs) because nothing's
0: close to my house apparently everything (laughs) everything I need a specialist for somebody to fix my car I have to go really far (laughs) and set the stinks I'm gonna say it I'm just gonna say it anyway but I did want to mention that you know if anybody who's a California
1: tortilla fan. Oh, boy. Oh, he won't talk about his car breaking down. <laughs> but, boy, he will throw a restaurant under the bus. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Tell us about your California tortilla experience, Ed. <laughs> well, I get
0: these coupons in a circular. And then it's, it's like a buy one, get one free. So I'm like, all right. And my wife's like, let's try it. I'm like, all right. I'm, I'm willing to eat Mexican. I like Mexican food. Why not? So I get there. And I, I want we basically want the same order it was two tacos a side and a soda you know for like nine bucks i'm like buy one get one free i get it for nine dollars not bad can't beat it can't beat it when i get up there and give them the coupon go for the whole order you know because i certain things i don't want on it like salsa and stuff like that but anyway i give them the coupon and they tell me i can't use the coupon it doesn't say anything like i have to buy a burrito or something else like it says buy one get one free and that's it there's nothing more to this coupon other than the expiration (laughs) date which was the end of this month so if they get why can't I do this? And they go, well, it doesn't work on our computer. And I'm like, I get, like, these teenagers telling me this. And I'm, you know, you're, you're like, you are <laughs> a certain age, and are like, you punk kids! Yes. That's yeah. yeah, like, so now I have to get out of line and figure out what I want because it's like, should I buy a burrito and then get the meal for free? I tell you, kids, Ed is getting old. <laughs> Ed's digestive tract can't handle things as well as it used to in the old days. I could eat garbage and, and be like, okay, okay. Now... <laughs> Not so much not so much. So I figured, alright, fine, I won't use the coupon, I'm gonna buy these things. And I bought basically four tacos, two sodas, a bag of <laughs> chips, a small bag of chips. It's not like not like, you know, you're you're buying like you know, you would go to uh uh the the supermarket and buy tortilla chips in a huge bag. I mean, right. Like a little like a little brown lunch bag that they cut the top off and it's just basically that bottom piece right. and they fill it with chips.
1: Yeah. And then There's little, your chips,
0: uh yeah, and a little thing of guacamole. I oh,
1: choke on it, you, you prick. Yeah.
0: So it was eight, like nineteen dollars and some change. I'm like, I'm like, this twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. Twenty dollars of food. There was no taste of this food at all. Oh. I mean, it was just like, and the tacos was just nothing but lettuce. There was a little little <laughs> thing of meat. A little thing of cheese, and the rest was lettuce. They're healthy tacos. (laughs) I scarfed. I even ate the whole lettuce because I was so hungry. Um,
1: I ate the healthy stuff, stuff too. too. That's how hungry I I was. was.
0: (laughs) And that was it. They they forgot my side, which was because you could do their side or dessert. I wanted a a large cookie.
1: Ed wanted a cookie.
0: (laughs) They didn't give me the damn cookie. Cookie was in the bag when he got home. (laughs) I'm like I'm like I am not going back there again. Didn't put a cookie in my place. Fuck! I'm never going back. That's right. So <laughs> if you guys are fans of Martina, let us know because I like Let to, us know. I like to know what is so great about this place because these tacos. I was I even looked at the sign as I'm waiting in line again, looking at it. It said individual tacos are three dollars and nine cents.
1: I'm like. I can
2: go to. Taco Bell's, that's
1: like $3. You get 27 dozen of them. Yes. (laughs) I get a six pack for that. Yeah. And be filled. And be filled. For a good three, four hours, and it all comes out at once.
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah, that's pretty much it. But at least I would be filled. Not like. I eat the two tacos. I'm like, I'm still hungry. Now well, I'm like,
1: you can scrounging around in my house after food. spending twenty dollars a Taco Bell. You can be sitting there on the sofa, in like a food coma, going, <laughs> "Oh, burritos, tacos, oh, exactly." Oh, oh, oh. And then, like, you know, two and a half hours later, like, "Oh, oh,
2: oh, 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 oh I gotta go. Push pause." <laughs>
1: Dude, that duck walk to <laughs> the bathroom, <laughs> <van. laughs> and then you bottle bottle right to the toilet, and, and you you pull it's your, a your photo pants finish down. pull those pants down. Yeah, and you you hope the god that your butt didn't touch the toilet seat before it starts releasing. You the, hope to god you didn't have time to look, and you pray to god that you put that seat up. Like before you left last time, because <laughs> if not, oh, and it's that that photo finish of you just hover. You get that that one second hover over the toilet right before your ass touches it when you already know you're evacuating. Yes. You're like, oh, 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 you do the your legs all of a sudden like you're, like stiffen out like oh, you're sweating. <laughs> <laughs> you're like holding on to <gasps> all
0: the various things in the, in the bathroom, squeezing it like almost breaking it off. Oh, yeah. and you're like, ah, oh!
2: <sighs> <laughs> 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 you're just going,
1: oh, it looks like a uh, what do you call it, a Pollock painting in there. <laughs> 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 I call this my brown period. <laughs> <laughs> You, you get done, and you kind of go. I think I'm yeah, not even
0: get that opportunity. with the food I ate?
1: <laughs> you have to get up, and you're like, oh, I might need a shower. <laughs> <laughs> I think it went up my back,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then you think you're fine, and mm. on the sofa, going, Oh, I feel so much.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Run it back again.
1: you hear, you hear, you hear in the distance, rock going. I didn't hear no bell. <laughs> <laughs> Make a run to the toilet. You blow your O-ring out. <laughs> <It's> all sore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Listen to Geeksters with potty humor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Boop. <laughs> uh,
1: so, uh. Did you, so so no uh, California tortilla for nope, you? Though?
0: Nope, never again. All right.
1: Stick to Taco Bell?
0: That's right. <laughs> At least I know I'm getting with that.
1: At least you know what you're getting. You're get... That's an experience. That's <laughs> <Yes>, right. <laughs> From the moment you eat it to the moment it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That should be their tagline. Taco Bell, you know what you're getting for about three hours. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, well, um, okay, well, I went to the movies this weekend, as I All usually right. do. Um, so let's see where it fell in the place of the top five. All right. Which movie did you see? Or are you just going to wait until you hear it? I'm just going to wait until I hear it. All I right. Can, I can see over your shoulder it's probably the number one movie because
0: it's the longest title. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number five was Pixels. It was the number two movie last week. Wow. It made
1: 10.4 million. I'm surprised it lasted the top five.
0: That's right. It's made 45.6 overall in the two weeks release. Okay. And it's a budget of eighty-eight million. How much did you make total so far? Forty five point six. Well, that's just in the uh, United so, States.
1: Yeah, it's just domestically. All
0: right. All right. Next uh, is number four was number three movie it was Minions. It made twelve point two million over the weekend. And tw- two hundred and eighty seven point three overall in the four weeks release and it has a seventy four million dollar budget, so it made its money back and more.
2: All
1: right.
0: The number three movie was the number one movie from last week, Ant Man. It made twelve point six million over the weekend. And one hundred and thirty-two point one overall. Okay, that's did pretty good because it's $130 hundred thirty million dollar budget, so it's made some money back. Yeah,
1: well, yeah, globally, it's it's up there.
0: It's up there, so yeah, so it's doing well. Number two is a new release. Okay, Vacation made fourteen point eight million over the weekend, and I guess it started a little earlier, so it's yeah, it started
1: started Wednesday, I think.
0: So it's a twenty-one point one overall in the time it's been released.
1: Okay, so I don't have a budget on uh, that one. You know, so. what? I, I kind of do. I might see it next weekend, maybe. All right, depends because you know we'll talk about what's coming out next weekend. Yeah, all right. So, what was the number one movie? The number one movie was also a new release: Mission Impossible:
0: Rogue Nation. It made fifty-six million dollars over the weekend.
1: What am I all, I'm honest, one of my—I gotta be honest—one of my all-time favorite theme songs. Really? As a kid, I as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Do-do. uh, I'm
0: assuming that was the no- that was the movie you saw. Yes, yeah, so it was uh, okay.
1: Mission Impossible. I okay. As a kid, this show, the TV show, yeah. was this like okay. When I used to get on the shore every weekend, yeah, my grandparents had a shitty version of cable, and there was nothing on TV right. except for Twilight Zone, Night Gallery, Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible was a show in the '60s mm-hmm. that had uh, a plethora. It was basically like kind of like the movie one-hour spy missions, where they had masks and they would. Most of it was like kind of like Ocean's Eleven, where it's like, "Hey, we need to think. We need to make this guy think he's on a boat." So they build right. a set yeah. where they rock it up and forth, make him think that, "Oh my God, I'm on a boat and sinking." Ah, yeah. you know, <laughs> I need to I need to tell you the secrets before I die, kind of thing. Yeah. So. As a kid, I loved, loved, loved this show. So yeah. when, they, when they did, Brian De Palma did the first one, I was like, all right, you know what? I'm in. Kept the theme song. Um, I have appreciated all of the Mission Impossibles, mm-hmm. probably because of the, the the little kid in me always seems to come out where I'm sitting there watching it. Yeah. And especially this one, because they did a lot of the uh, stuff the TV show did. Okay. Like the opening credits of the movie. It has the and for those people kind of know like you might think no that's a, that's the song that Ace Ventura sings in that first movie yeah no no yeah. no he got that <laughs> from this show folks you know <laughs> that's not Snowflake anyway but what the show did was that during the yeah. opening credits when they go okay this person's starring in it and this person's starring in it they would have flashes of what you're going to see in this episode yeah. So, like in the opening credits of the movie, you see like, oh look, it's like Tom Cruise, and they flash to a scene where Tom Cruise is like running or yeah. something. You know, Simon Pegg. You see Simon Pegg kind of like screaming at something. Yeah. And then the the girl who's in it, I I gotta get her uh, her IMDb page up. Um, you see like a flash of her, Vig Rames, and there he is sitting behind a computer. You're going, I know, I'm, I'm gonna see all this in the movie. This is great. <laughs> you know, with the whole like the, the burning dynamite, f- the fuse. Yeah. Standing. <laughs> And I'm like, this is awesome. It opens up. It, it has that James Bond opening, which everyone has seen him h- t- hanging on the edge of the plane. Yeah, that's in the first like two minutes, right before it's like, oh, he, you know, he, not a spoiler. Like I said, the first five minutes of the movie, you see him hanging onto that plane, and then he does the look, like, the last little like Tom Cruise, like I lift like, huh, and pulls, the, you know, like and saves the day. And as he's falling out of the plane with this big package, that's when the music goes right. I'm like. It's just like, James mad.
2: <laughs> That's awesome. And it, it was <laughs>
1: like, uh, you know, and I got to be honest, like, it's a Tom Cruise Mission Impossible movie. It's you're not going to you're not going to learn anything. You're not going to walk out feeling like you're a better person. Um, there's no real social consciousness to it. Uh, it's it's Go it's, and sell this movie. Go ahead <laughs> and sell this movie. It's a popcorn flick. You know what you're getting in for two hours and twelve minutes because that's how long it is, yeah. right? It's just fun, yeah. Like you sit there, like I, like I got a big, I got my big popcorn, my big large drink. I'm, come, oh, explosion, <laughs> oh, explosion. <laughs> running, <laughs> fight scene, <laughs> a joke. Oh, that's, that's new. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> a joke, <laughs> and I and the movie was actually like. Kind of funny too. There was a lot of funny moments in it with like reactions and with, when you have Simon Pegg, you know, with Tom Cruise and a big car chase and Simon Pegg's like going, I, what the hell? Like, and Tom Cruise is like just driving, like just relax, you know, like yeah. put your seatbelt on. You're asking me that now? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, stuff like that. You're going, all right, it's a fun popcorn movie. That's why you go to the movies. Yeah. I've always said that. You go to the movies for two hours to forget about all your problems in the world. Yeah. Mission Impossible does it. Job well done. Yeah, made me go. This was Mission Impossible. That's what I wanted to see. That's what I got. I walked down, and went. I'd like that movie. <laughs> like it was. It was fun. Um, I can say that there is this. I got okay. The girl who plays the lead girl in it. Yeah, great legs. I'm a leg man. They they definitely. There's this one scene you've probably sitting in the uh, commercial. She's got this like orange this yellow kind of dress yeah. and it's like slit and she does this fancy like climbs up a guy and, and pins him down to the ground. Yeah. I'm like, I like that's ah. It's kinda <laughs> like uh, it's it's funny. Uh, it's the same fighting style that Evangeline Lilly used for Hope in Ant-Man. Okay. It's um I'm gonna say it's probably I'm uh, somebody out there who's a mixed martial mixed martial arts. Person. The, the
0: uh, Black Widow did it in, in Iron yes, Man Two. Yes, yeah, it seems yeah. to
1: be the preferred fighting style for action women on t- um, in movies nowadays. Yeah. Which I am a hundred percent for, by the way, because yeah. it is beautiful to watch the some of those moves. Because usually, like a lot of legs throwing, climbing up somebody, pinning them with their legs, and slamming them on the ground while you snap an arm. I'm going, that's sexy. Like I, I. <laughs> Something about it, like you know, especially after with Ron Rousseau just her thirty-four second win, you know, knock a chick out, bam. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you blink, you missed it. Um, but it was, it was like I said, it was fun. I mean, there was, I could, I can't, I can't get into more depth because it's that pretty much sums it up. It's really, it's, it's a you lot start of fun. Spoiling it after that, there's not really much to spoil. Like. Um, it's called Rogue Nation because there is anybody who pays attention to a trailer. They kind of tell you that I, the IMF, which is what the the agency that Tom Cruise works for, uh, is being disbanded because of the actions that happened in the last movie. Yeah, um, I, I forget the name of the last one, uh, Mission Impossible Four. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Alec Baldwin plays the head of the CIA, and they are firing everybody from IMF, and they're going to bring those people into the CIA. So, of course, you have Hawkeye. He's kind of like the the guy, behind, like the leader, not really the leader, but more like the uh, agent that works with um, Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of like like Tom Cruise. It's like now he's a rogue agent now, kind of, because we need to bring him in because yeah. of the events of such and such. You know, Those protocols were for for yes. Thank you. Yeah, that's right, because they blew up the Kremlin. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so – The CIA is like, okay, well, we're going to, we need Ethan Hunt dead or alive kind of thing. Preferably, you know, preferably dead. No, just, (laughs) that's not the later. But the thing is, Tom Cruise thinks that there's this kind of um, rogue nation of spies who are the exact opposite. It's like the mirrored image of IMF, except they're the bad guys. Yeah. They're the guys who do the terrorist acts to help um, snowball like a certain thing, like, oh, like someone comes in from I am the anti-IMF, shoots you and pins me for right. it because they need me out of the way to make room for another dictator. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. You know, yes, I've compared myself to a dictator.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so, but it's all like behind the scenes, covert stuff. So, you know, they work in the shadows. Kind right. of like how IMF does. Yeah. Because, you know, like the whole thing is like if you get caught, we disavow every, like, no, like we don't know you. We don't know what you're doing there. Yeah. We know nothing. Right. So, the CIA now wants him, and he's trying to prove that this rogue nation exists. And, you know, and there's like he meets this girl with the legs, and there's fight scenes, and there's so shooting. With the legs, and, and the there's chase scenes. cars, and there's some nice motorcycle work. It's nice to see Tom Cruise back on a motorcycle, cruising around, you know, yeah, pun intended. Walking, uh,
0: walking. Rebecca
1: Ferguson. Yes, thank you. Yes. Uh, yeah, she, like I said, I, I, I liked watching her. She was good, too. I mean, The whole movie was just enjoyable. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there you have it, folks. All right. I say go see Rogue Nation in a theater near you. Now, you and I have to have a talk. Okay. Next week. Yeah. Fantastic Four comes out. Yes. Are we going to go see it? (laughs) Like, like, are, we gonna go to the, are we going to a midnight release? Because I got to be honest, I'd rather pay for pixels and then go sneak in to see Fantastic Four. No,
0: I wouldn't even say pixels for. Oh, I, I
1: mean, if someone's getting my money, I'd rather have a, a known piece of shit than a maybe piece of crap.
2: Like, <laughs> I, 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 I,
1: Here's the four movies that are coming
0: out next week. That okay, maybe have some interest. In. Fantastic Four, obviously, as you mentioned. Ricky and the Flash.
1: Um. Is it a comic book movie? No, oh No, it's, it's the
0: Meryl Street movie. Where, where she's in a rock band? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Okay. The Gift. No. <laughs> Which is... Uh...
1: That's uh, Jason Bateman. Yeah. Uh, he comes home it's with his like wife. kind of like a horror movie looking thing. Yeah, and the yeah. guy comes like, Hey, you used to pick on me as a kid, but I was forgiven. But no, I'm actually still a psycho because I know a secret about you. <laughs> <laughs> and Shaun
0: of the Sheep. Or Shaun the Sheep. Movie. Shaun the Sheep,
1: not Shaun of the Sheep.
0: There is a Shaun of the Sheep movie, but that's not it. Shaun <laughs> the Sheep is the movie. Shaun the Sheep, the movie, is coming out.
1: Okay. Uh, so yeah.
0: they're the four titles. Out of those four titles, which would you rather see?
1: Uh, obviously, the, the, the obvious choice is Fantastic Four. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, not like we're giving you much of a choice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole Ricky and the Flash thing, no. no. I mean, the gift, I'm kind of interested in it, but... Eh, eh. I probably would if I could. I would probably go see Vacation because I heard that it's actually not bad. Yeah, as a and they actually make fun. It's like they do the whole Twenty One Jump Street kind of spoof on itself, where it's like, yeah, we all know that everyone loves the original Vacation, and this is kind of a relaunch to so just yeah. you know, but it could still be just as good as the old one. Give us a chance, kind of thing. <laughs> so it kind of has that meta feel to it. Yeah, and it's got Christine Applegate who. It's always been my first, my high school crush on TV, girls, you know, since Kelly Bundy, so I feel obligated to go see her, you know, it's like, you know, all right, she's in town for the weekend, I guess you should say hi, and (laughs) reminisce about the old days, you know, her in tight skirts, you know, in the, in the 90s, and when she used to be the ditzy blonde, Arvivar,
2: you know, like, uh
1: We could go to Yellowstone Park, Daddy. Yellowstone Park doesn't exist. That's where Yogi Bear lives. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, uh, uh, flashbacks.
1: Yeah, uh, I loved her. She's one of the comic genius she is. So, uh, I mean, all right. I guess we'll have to. We'll have to go see Fantastic Four.
0: <sighs> you said in the car. That you would do, you get the fan situations just for a funny story. Yeah, that is true. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I can't mean, get anywhere. I gotta be us. honest,
1: this is a movie I'm seeing solely on purpose to go talk about it for the next week's show. Yes. I, I Every time I see the trailer, I have n- nothing in me is gonna go, yeah, I really wanna see that. Yeah. Like, the, It's the, okay, well, I guess I have to see that for the good of the show. Like, maybe I'll enjoy it. Maybe I won't. <laughs> I'm kind of hoping I don't because it'll make it for a more interesting... I'd rather come... I would find it fascinating. You, we come out, and I go, oh, I think that was a piece of shit. You're like, that was great. I was. I shouldn't <laughs> have banned I, out that trailer it, at all. Or, it is one of those I'm things... bad about it. Yeah. Like, next week, it's either going to be gone, me going, oh, my God, it was the biggest piece of shit ever! I can't believe someone needs. Someone owes me $10 right fucking now. And, or I'd rather do that, come in hot and angry, talking yeah. about it, rather than me going, yeah, it actually wasn't that bad. You know, like... <laughs> Like, uh, kind of like defeats the purpose of the show. Like, I want to be that guy, that angry geek going, "Oh my god, they ruined my childhood." I never really liked Fantastic Four anyway, so it's kind of like, eh, all right, it's a comic book movie. I'm gonna go see it, and I'll be like, "Oh, why the oh, what thing with no thing? No pants, no pants thing? Come on, okay, yeah, sure. He, he's as anatomically correct as a Ken doll from what I've seen in in, in the trailer. But come on, just human decency." Put a pair of pants on. That's all I'm asking. You
2: know, I don't need to see
1: your. You know, you don't even have a rock dong to even look at. It's just smooth. I'm hoping that the. I I hope that there's still you know a a penis in there somewhere behind all that yellow orange rock. Just maintain some humanity, because if they don't address that in the movie, I'm going to be angry. (laughs)
2: Look,
1: if you're going to run around with, I want to know what the fig's penis. Uh, no, I want them to at least acknowledge the fact that he has no junk. I, seriously, because, I mean, if you're going to take a serious approach to this movie, or as a scientific pr- approach, I'm sitting here going, hold on for a second. Like, he's running around without any pants on. At some point, he's got to look into a mirror and go, what happened to my junk? There's gotta be that moment I mean, okay, maybe he wasn't as angry when he first came the thing, but as a thing, I can understand why he's really angry. And no wonder why it's always in time for him. I have no junk. I'm angry. You know? That guy Hulk he ain't got nothing on me. At least he's got at least his dick is green. At least he has one. I got nothing. I have what's considered a boulder. That's it. A polished one at that. I should just wear pants just out of sheer embarrassment. Because <laughs> every time they see me walk by, the first thing they go is, "Man's got no dick." <laughs> like, at least give the illusion that I have one by putting a pair of pants on. Yeah, that's all I'm asking. Stuff of the sock. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Give me an orange sock. <laughs> he becomes a huge fan of the Flyers. <laughs> it's huh? kind of black there. I think you should get that. And <laughs> I was part of the accident. <laughs> And seriously, I mean, there's got to be a moment. I mean, if they don't acknowledge the fact that he's got no junk in a movie, for like a two-hour movie where he's going to be wearing no fucking pants, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> I mean, Sean, what do you think of the movie? Never once addressed things not junk. <laughs> not uh, once. Never talked about his penis. His ex-nay his, uh, on the penis A. <laughs> <You know, like, laughs> Shh, we don't bring up the things junk. Yeah, you know why you don't bring it up? Because he doesn't have it. <laughs> It's a sore subject. What's there to talk about? There's nothing there. And yeah. hey, look, it's rock. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's rock,
1: penis, scissors. Guess what? <laughs> one he'll never be able to play?
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think on that note, we should take a
1: break and come back and get some... Uh, Talkie time and news in. Yeah, it sounds great. All right, we'll be right back. And we're back, folks. Welcome back. Well, I hope you enjoyed that fine programming that we here at Geeksters Radio gives you at all times. <laughs> 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 Just sit back and relax and let the soulful stylings of Geeksters tickle your funny bone. <laughs> uh, if you want to catch this goofiness live, you can on Sunday nights. From 6 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Just search Aquanet Radio and those apps. While you're at it, since you're already surfing the net, you can go to Facebook, which I'm sure you're probably on right now. (laughs) (laughs) Go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like. And you can also hit the About button to find out where you can download this program. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i know god i hate that tell your friends where you can download it all right you can also go to wordswithgeeks.com or
0: itunes and now you can go to google download your favorite podcast app from their play store and look for us and we'll be there
1: yeah and if you want to follow us on twitter you can follow us at geeksters or on instagram at geeksters radio
0: but if you want to contact Sean on anything we talked about or just want to contact Sean, you can contact him at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com.
1: Or you can contact Ed at, Ed at wordswithgeeks.com.
0: Or you can contact Erica at Erica, with... <laughs> Erica
1: at Erica at wordswithgeeks.com. And it's Erica with a K. There, I saved you. Tune in for part two where Ed and I talk about hitchhiking robots.
0: <laughs> that laugh should tell you a lot.